Donald Trump makes a 2024 announcement. Twitter fact-checks Senator Elizabeth Warren. Yellowstone's breaking records. And Jon Stewart defends Dave Chappelle. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is Socially Solo, episode number 103. Today's Wednesday. Hump day! November 16th, 2022. There's only 39 more days until Christmas. So uh, if you're not ready, you need to get ready. Um, National days. Today's National Fast Food Day. Um, The United States hosts the largest fast food industry in the world. Uh, Of course we do. You know, we strive to be the healthiest. Um, I saw a little fun fact. The first Happy Meal was served in June of 1979. I was 11 years old in 1979. I thought I remembered having Happy Meals as a little kid. I guess not. Just another, uh, you know, Mandela effect. Today is also National Button Day. I read that uh, that founded in 1938, the National Button Society recognized button collecting as an organized hobby. If there's anyone listening right now and you collect buttons as a hobby... Please DM me about it on Twitter at Socially Sense. I'd love to find out about what the drive for buttons is. I mean, we all usually collect something. Um, I just never realized, I guess, buttons was one of those. Bitcoin is at $16,575, which is down 1.5%. Still just a little uh, a steady roller coaster, kind of up and down as it. Uh, continues to move day by day. Um, Of course, yesterday, Donald Trump announced that he is running for president in 2024. So today, when you uh, go to all the news websites, of course, it's on all their front pages. Um, I did think it was kind of funny, though, um, that the New York Post, the way they were reporting it on their front page of their physical newspaper... On the cover, it just says, Florida Man Makes Announcement, page 26. What I did think was odd, you know, though, about it was, if you go to Twitter, it's uh, not trending this morning. You know, it was last night, it was all the top trending one. But I guess everybody just moved on pretty quickly. One of the only trending things about it this morning is uh, how, I guess, Trump changed the uh, MAGA slogan. To now instead of MAGA, it's um, MAGAGA, I guess, for Make America Great and Glorious Again. You know, we've talked in the past about Joe Biden's student debt forgiveness plan a couple of times, you know, over the last month. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, you know, they blocked it from happening. Well, Elizabeth Warren tweeted out yesterday, Let's be clear, President Biden has the legal authority to cancel student debt. Republican officials need to get out of the way so Americans can get this much-needed relief. As Twitter does, you know, they added a fact-check note to it to add context to her tweet. It said, Experts disagree on whether the president can authorize widespread debt cancellation through an executive order. And they attached uh, a linked PolitiFact article about it. You know, I guess the courts will sort it out, but for now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen And we'll put that uh, PolitiFact link in the show notes. Well, the numbers are out for Yellowstone if you watched it this week uh, because it premiered Sunday. 
it looks like 12.1 million live same-day viewers that day, which uh, made it the highest launch numbers that they've had, according to Nielsen. Shell's also now the, uh, you know, the top scripted series of 2022. You know, we've talked earlier in the week um, about Dave Chappelle's appearance on uh, Saturday Night Live last week and some of the backlash that he's getting from his monologue. Well, Jon Stewart was on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last night, and he uh, defended Dave a little bit. So here's a clip of it. We'll put a link to the full interview in the show notes also. And there's a lot everybody wants to say now. Now, I, everybody obviously calls me and says, like, do you see Dave on SNL? And I'm like, yes, we're very good friends. I always watch and send nice texts. He normalized anti-Semitism with the monologue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if you've been on comment sections on most news articles, but uh, it's pretty f-ing normal. <laughs> like, anti-Semitism, I mean, I, I, as you know, it's, it's incredibly normal. But the one thing I will say is, I don't believe that censorship and and penalties are the way to end anti-Semitism or to not gain understanding. I don't believe in that. And I think it's the wrong way for us to approach it. Kyrie Irving, they suspended him from playing basketball. If you want to punish this man, send him to the Knicks. I think that would be... (laughs) Because I look at it like this. Anti-Semitic? Perhaps. But he can create his own shot. And that's what we're looking for. No, but in, in, in all seriousness, you know, penalizing somebody for having a thought, I don't think is the way to change their minds or, or gain understanding. This is a grown-ass man. And the idea that you would say to him, we're going to put you in a timeout. You have to sit in the corner and stare at the wall until you no longer believe that the Jews control the international banking system. Like, we have to get past this in the country, the ability to... Look, people think this. People think Jews control Hollywood. People think Jews control the banks. And to pretend that they don't and to not deal with it in a straightforward manner, we will never gain any kind of understanding with each other. Well, what do you imagine a more straightforward manner would be? Because people people have the right to say whatever they want. I've said that, you know, also any comic has a right to say anything sure. they want, and they'll probably find an audience for that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been borne out the last few years. Right. But so what is the response? What What is the response? So, because people have the right to have a negative reaction to what people say on stage. I've gotten it a million times. You've gotten it a million times. Sure, absolutely. So... What do you imagine a response is to something if people perceive anti-Semitism in someone's in well, into what all, Kyrie Irving posts right. or uh, what Kanye says or what Dave said on Saturday night? What do you think a, a good response well, first would of all, be? I think just reflexively naming things anti-Semitism is as reductive as some of the things that they might be saying. It immediately shuts down a conversation. I, I would the, say that people said that they perceived uh, a, a, a promulgation of even if, if with a comedic intention a promulgation of anti-Semitic tropes. That doesn't mean the person is an anti-Semite. Comedy is, is reductive. And I think part of what it is is we play with tropes because everyone has prejudice in their lives and, and in the way that they view things. And comics rely on those prejudices as a shorthand for our material. Even the wokest of comics plays with tropes to a certain extent. But my point is the most interesting thing to come out of this, in my mind, was something Kanye said 
on his uh, on his tour that he was doing after he said that, and then he got interviewed by five you know different people uh, because the media model is arson and conflict. Um, he said something fascinating in my mind. He said, "Hurt people, hurt people." And if the point of all this is then to heal people, the only way to heal a wound is to open it up and cleanse it. And that stings. That hurts. But you have to expose it to air. And I'm afraid that the general tenor of conversation in this country is cover it up, bury it, put it to the outskirts, and don't deal with it. And what I would say is, you know, look at it from a a black perspective. It's a culture that feels that its wealth has been extracted by different groups, whites, Jews, things. Whether it's true or not isn't the issue. That's the feeling in that community. And if you don't understand that that's where it's coming from, then you can't deal with it and you can't sit down with them and explain that being in an industry isn't the same as having a nefarious and controlling interest in that industry and intention, right? And that's been the anti-Semitic trope. But you need to be able to meet people from what their community is feeling as well. So in terms of dealing with it, as I'm saying before, the way you might be able to deal with it is to say, okay, let me try to understand why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Let me try to deconstruct that's from, right. with, with facts why that is not the case. That's right. And, but if you can't do that, if you're not allowed to say it, you know, Dave said something in the SNL monologue that I thought was instructive as well, which he says it shouldn't be this hard to talk about things. And that is what we're talking about. Look, I can't pretend that there aren't a ton of people in this country and this world who believe that the Jews have an unreasonable amount of control over the systems and they wield it as puppet masters. I'm called anti-Semitic because I'm against Israel's treatment of Palestinians. I'm called other things from other people based on other opinions that I have. But those shut down debate. They're used as a cudgel. And whether it be comedy or discussion or anything else, if we don't have the wherewithal to meet each other with what's reality, then how do we, how do we move forward is, is my question. I don't enjoy it. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, when, when people I admire, whose music I like or things like that, come out and say, how many of you are in show? But, you know, here's the deal. We have our own tropes, like a white person's success is because of privilege. A minority's success is empowerment. A Jew's success, that's a conspiracy. You feel that. I feel that. But I have to be able to express that to people. If I can't say that's bull and explain why, then where do we go? And if we all just shut it down, then we retreat to our little corners of misinformation and it metastasizes. And the whole point of all this is to not let it metastasize and to get it out in the air and talk about it. Like, like I know you don't like Jews. I see it in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Really just one of you. <laughs> Bette Midler? Um, no, I mean, the other side of it is, you know, look, if you don't want us around, write your own Broadway shows. Yeah, that line, uh, censorship doesn't end anti-Semitism. I, I think that sums it up, you know, because uh, stopping speech doesn't uh, change anything. Um, more speech is how you uh, approach bad speech. Oh, well, that's all I have today. Just want to thank everybody for listening. And if this is your first time, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. And uh, while you're there, leave us a comment and a review. Let us know what you thought of uh, of this episode. Remember, we release the full podcast weekly, and we release the Socially Solo episodes every morning. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and have an amazing rest of your day. See you tomorrow. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.